You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Freshly minted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, um, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Mr. Mike Vernon. Good morning. Thanks for doing this. How are you? Oh, not so bad. A little early, though. <laughs> well, you know, you know, ask Matty Rose what time he woke up today. What time did you wake up today? Four. Oh, today, um, 4.15, I think. Slept that, in a little early. bit. Slept in a little bit. When's the last time you woke up at 4.15? Wow. And not coming in at 4.15, <laughs> waking up at 4.15. Yeah, no, I can't recall that. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a time. Yeah. Um, thanks for jumping in today. Um, lots to discuss. Uh, again, uh, Brent Cron uh, set this up. Were you aware that his nickname was the Cobra? I did not. <laughs> no, you... Do, you want, do you want to give him the Coles Notes version of uh, why you're nicknamed the Cobra? Very quickly. Very quickly. This is after I first met you, Vernie. But uh, I, I was playing in Omaha back in the minors where, where I carved out a career for myself. And there was, this, there was a fan down there that really liked my glove hand. Thought it was lightning fast. They thought it was like a cobra. So it stuck oh. with the team. Yeah. And then it followed me around everywhere to the point where I would like, get traded and move on. And they'd be like, hey, how's Cobes doing? How's the cobra doing? And then, and then before games in Texas, in Dallas's farm system, They'd say I'm Cobracron starting in net. You know, just that's <laughs> stupid crap. And it's just like it's stuck. It, and even Friday against I was at the Wranglers game. Yeah. People are calling me Cobra. My wife's sitting there, she's just like, Really? Yeah. I thought we escaped from this. Lou Gazdick came on our show last week and then he played with Cron in Dallas yeah. in Texas and said, um, hey, uh, you know, Cron was incredible during our run of the Calder Cup final. We called him the Cobra. And then it spawned into now we just call him Cobra Cron. <laughs> Cobra Cron. <laughs> what was it? Uh, go. Nickname for you? Is it just Vernie the whole way through? Or did you have a bunch? Uh, Roadhouse. <laughs> Road, 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 like based on the Patrick Swayze <laughs> '80s classic. Roadhouse. I didn't, Vernie, like I didn't know you had like a twenty-inch waist like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gary, Gary Suter called me Roadhouse. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty sweet that, nickname. That's but deadly. he was the only one that really. Called me that. It was okay. just Vernie, I, yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the worst nickname uh, of a guy you played with? Worst nickname? Because every hockey oh, nickname is a Y. Probably can't say. What's that? Probably can't say. Yeah. <laughs> can't say that already. <laughs> 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 um, wanted to uh, ask you, I'm sure you've been asked a ton of this. Um, it took a while to get the call from Lanny in the Hall of Fame. Um did it get to a point where, like, if it happens, cool. If not, you know, I can look at my videos of being a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Did you anticipate eventually you get the call? Like, just take us through the process of getting that phone call to getting into the hall. Well, you, as a kid, you dream of uh, winning a, playing in the National Hockey League or winning a Stanley Cup and things like that. But the Hall of Fame is just, it's out of your mind. You, you don't even go there because it's uh, looking untouchable type thing so oh your name comes up you, it's mentioned you just kind of take it in stride and go well hopefully they'll think my numbers are good enough to get in and things right. like that and that's you know there's there's a lot of people that, out there like that should be in type thing and there's some that shouldn't but i i just i don't know what the criteria is i have no idea yeah. And this year they put three goaltenders in and that was very unusual. So, uh, you just, it's great to get the call. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
and to be in that room with the the 300 other guys and gals. So it is, uh, it's a great honor. I'm very blessed. And, uh, I, I mean, it's kind of a dream. It's, it's I haven't woke up yet. I don't think. Right. It's like <laughs> I still pinch myself and say, I can't believe I'm in there with guys like Glenn Hall and Gump Worsley and guys like this and Jerry Cheevers. And it's just crazy. Um, Vernie, I like to ask uh, hard-hitting questions on my show. So, uh, we're, Maddie and I are such esteemed journalists. Um, your thoughts on the drawing of your face that's now in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Did you approve of it? Do they do a good job on your face? What did you think? Yeah, I got the, well, I got to pick that one. So, it's a okay. younger, younger Mike Vernon. There's Very no handsome. doubt. Very handsome. <laughs> there, there's no yeah. gray hair in that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, no, I did get to pick the picture, and I'm not too uh, photogenic. So, that was the best one I could come up with. Did you, oh, did you have a favorite part of the ceremony? Because I always think about when you get the jacket, is it like the Masters? Does it have a similar feeling? <laughs> well, I think it was, you know what? It was all great. I I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I uh, it was constant. It's a little overwhelming. Uh, I really enjoyed meeting the other inductees, getting to know them better, and uh, and their story too of how they got into the NHL and how they made it. Like Tommy Brasso, right out of high school in to the NHL. Could you imagine the Calder? Yeah, like that's crazy talk. Yeah. Um, you know, when even meeting Hitch, uh, ex-coach and things like this, <laughs> yeah. I never played for Hitch. I heard he was tough and things like that, but he, just how his mind thinks and how, just talking the game and he's still involved in hockey. He still loves the game. And, uh, Hendrick, H- Hendrick Lindquist was interesting. Mm. Uh, a really nice guy. I mean, Everybody, you know, it's all about Hendrick and things like this and the good-looking man. And yeah, great There hair. was a lot of yeah. Ranger fans there and things like that. And uh, it came across like shampoo man. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? He goes, ah, oh, Vernie, I did this uh, head and shoulders commercial for 15 years in Sweden. So they know me as the shampoo man. <laughs> not, not the goalie that won him a yeah. gold medal right. yeah, or played yeah, for yeah. the Rangers, yeah. the yeah. shampoo man. Yeah. So there's just little tidbits and uh, Carolyn with all that. Just, it was just great meeting them all and uh, her career too. She was amazing. And uh, the years and all the goals she scored and things like that. Uh, she's still involved in hockey and it, it was great. Pierre Turgeon, really nice guy, you know. Had a, a tragedy with his daughter, lost his daughter, and uh, which was tough. But uh, he he was he he's a solid guy and a good family man. And uh, I mean, the guy put up a lot of points. Yeah. Did he score on you ever? Or no, oh, he probably, probably not. Probably one, two time maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh, please no, go ahead. Yeah, Brad. sorry, I'm a little fired up here. Um, when La- when Lanny <laughs> called you. Did you know he was calling to say this? Do you have an idea, or, or how did that? No, uh, did I it had, come from a different number? Yeah, so it came from a four one six number, oh, okay. and then it had conference call below it. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh shit, maybe I missed a conference call. Maybe <laughs> I was supposed to be on a call today." Yeah, right. And so I just picked it up. I go, "Hello," and then it's Lanny, obviously, hmm. and. Uh, he just asked if my wife was there, and I said, no, she's not. Uh, 
I'm by myself. And then he uh, gave me the word that uh, you have been selected for the Hockey Hall of Fame. And, awesome. Uh, that is crazy. My reaction was, holy shit. I Actually, I... Like, what if Lanny would have said, actually, I'm going to wait till your wife comes back. I'll call you back. You're like, what? Don't worry about it. What? Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll call you back. Well, yeah. it was a bit of a, well, Lanny called, but he also said he was with Mike Gardner. Oh, okay. And he was with the Hall, too. So that was a bit of a giveaway. But uh, it, it was good because he said it couldn't come from a better guy. Yeah. And then uh, it was it was good. He just says he can't say anything to anybody until... Three o'clock, and this is noon. Oh, man. And oh. to keep me quiet <laughs> for three hours is something. <laughs> so I text my kids, uh, the family chat, and I just said, Look, it, I've been inducted, but you can't say anything to anyone until three o'clock Eastern time or something. <laughs> and they're like, Okay. And so that was lighting up. And then I said, To hell with it. I'm going to call Glenn Hall. So I called Glenn Hall and I told him, and he goes, oh, damn time you got in there. And we had a really nice chat. I knew he wasn't going to call anybody or right. he wasn't going to call the media or the news stations or anything Was like he going to post it on social media? Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't do that okay. either. You no. called him on the landline probably or what? Uh, not the ghoulie. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a good chat and that was the end of it. And I just sat there and go, okay, now what? Are, what's the rest of my day look like today? Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned that you got to meet a whole bunch of these other Hall of Famers and get to learn their story. In a sense, is that kind of a unique situation because you get to hang out with alumni all the time, but I'm sure at this point you've heard a lot of those stories before, so this was maybe a little different for you. Well, it's hanging out with guys that have just been inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame that I I never had a chance to really know. Like Hendrick, I never played against him. Tommy Barrasso... I did play against him, but that was it. I read some things in the paper about him, and I said, Tommy, you and I got a little in common. Uh, the media. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the media either. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. We got a chuckle out of that one. And he said it was only one guy, and he was really a pain in the ass. <laughs> but that was fine. And we chuckled about that. Uh, but it's just little stories outside, and, you know, uh, Pierre Turgeon played against them, like I, but I never had conversation mm -hmm. with these guys before, and right. never sat there in, in our like a on at a table where you're sitting there and you're having lunch and you're just telling stories and yeah. and talking about things, and uh, that was nice. And then I did a little autograph show there, Pierre Turgeon, Carolyn Willette, and myself, and we were in the car for like an hour there and an hour back, so. There was a lot of good stories in there. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, that is the voice of two-time Stanley Cup champion and Hall of Famer Mike Vernon joining us in studio alongside the Cobra. Uh, Big Show <laughs> Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, Big Show Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Um, who's the guy when you played in the league that had your number that you're like, I hate when we're playing this guy. I have to have my head up right now. <laughs> well, there was a lot of those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you know, there was there was some guys you hated, like Claude Lemieux. Oh, okay. He yeah. ran me every time. Like <laughs> in today's game, it was like, what is going on up there? Right. But <laughs> goalies don't. No one gets touched. But uh, he used to run me a lot. Um, from a goal perspective, 
I think it was Lucky Luke Robitaille. Really? Yeah, Lucky. and they called him Lucky Luke for oh, yeah. a reason. Like, this guy could be falling down, he'll get a stick on it, knock it in the net, and <laughs> like, it was it was ridiculous. So he was the one guy that I kind of didn't like playing against. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's anybody, like, look at the, if you're not ready for guys like Mario Lemieux was another guy that was terrifying. Well, he was terrifying. He had yeah. a wingspan of a 747. <laughs> right. Um, he had a great shot. He was a big man and like he was, it was tough. Yeah. Right. So you had to be ready for him. Um, I have to ask you, Vernie, uh, the Gretzky goal <laughs> game two. In oh, overtime yeah. of the 88 smut final. One. Yeah, I want to ask you about this. Is the reason why Gretzky scored on that shot on you because it took him an hour to wind up and you just fell asleep from boredom? Because by the time Gretzky <laughs> let go of that slap shot, it felt like an eternity and it finally went in. Is that why it beat you? Did you see how far out I was? <laughs> I did see yeah. that. Yeah, it was watching it was almost circle. at the bottom of the circle. Yeah. He, he said to me later, he said, Vernie, you know, when I hit that puck, it jumped on me. He said there, it got some air under it. So I... I he goes, I think it even dipped. So, wow. I don't know. But I, I thought that thing was gone over the net. Yeah. Like I was standing on my feet. I know I'm not that tall, but that <laughs> thing was up high. Um, we uh, The next year, obviously, uh, you guys win the Stanley Cup, the only uh, Flames Stanley Cup right now, as of today, in franchise history. We hope uh, many Stanley Cups down the road. I've asked this question lately. We've had Colin Patterson in studio, Joel Otto, all these guys. The day that you guys won the Stanley Cup, how was your sleep the night before? Because ask all these guys, they're like, they were super nervous. They couldn't do it. Obviously, uh, you, you know, on, on, the, on the cusp of winning the Stanley Cup in Montreal, take us through that day before you actually won it. How was your sleep? How was your routine? Did you have butterflies? Well, the routine is my routine for almost every game. And, uh, and playoff time, it's, it's just magnified a little more. Uh, it was nice because I got my own room, so I didn't have trouble sleeping. Mm. And, uh, I would, you know, I'd sleep two, maybe three hours before in the afternoon. And nowadays they go, are you kidding me? You can't do that. You know, 20 minutes, that's it. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a chance. That Works was morning radio. Vernie. That, you can that sleep was, four or five hours. That no was, that was my prep. And I just. It was a routine. You go for a light skate. Sometimes I'd skate. Sometimes I wouldn't. I get all my gear ready, uh, stretch, do all that stuff. Go have a meeting. Go have my pregame lunch. I'd make myself. We'd. I. I was a nut for ice cream. So I'd, <laughs> on the road, I'd make myself a little banana split. <laughs> yes. That's I'd, awesome. I'd go upstairs. I'd darken the room and I'd go spin a cocoon for a couple hours and that was my routine and then I'd get up and grab a bagel or something and then get to the rink and just start the process but yeah. I never really had trouble sleeping I you know I don't know why I just I like I enjoyed my sleep so yeah well yeah. I was just I was gonna ask you if you could sleep you know, in a, in a game of that magnitude, just to shut her down for two or three hours. And it's just like, oh, yeah, no yeah. problem. No, no big deal. Yeah. It's just a Stanley Cup final. No, no worries. I played with a guy in uh, San Jose, Steve Shield. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a relaxed guy. I'm pretty calm. I know I have I'm, a little tremor, but I've had that since I was 12. But 
he would always look at me and go, what? how are you so calm all the time? And I go, well, what's, I can't beat the puck up. I can't go to the puck. Everything has to come to me. So why do I have to get all excited about it? I said, just take it as it comes type thing. And he could never figure it out. And he only played, I think, a couple of years in the league. And then he was done. Like yeah. he was a, he was a wreck. Yeah. Like I can't get over it. I played How with guys play like that. I know it's crazy. I played with so many guys too that couldn't sleep where basket cases talk a hundred miles an hour. And then I talk to you and you're just, Hey man, what's up? How you doing? Hey, things are good. <laughs> is, is, is there a game that you remember throughout your career that just kind of stands out above all else, whether it's a Stanley cup final game or a regular season game, is there anything in your career that just stands out to you? Uh, one game, one save, one play in your mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm probably Noted for this more than I am two Stanley Cups in a Conn Smythe is a, a fight with Patrick Waugh. Yes. Okay. Oh, so what you, is that what you were digging that's for? That's exactly Bernie. where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie, yeah. I was going to say I didn't, game no, we seven didn't, against the Canucks. The we Stan didn't Smeal kill that saves. up either. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take us so through that. Okay. It, it, it's just interesting because uh, I was awful that game. I think I let in five goals. I think the final score was 6-5 for us. And, and I did not have a good outing. And uh, Patrick comes out of the net, and obviously I go out, and we get in a tussle and things like that. I go into the dressing room. I think I'm done for the night. Osgood comes in and goes, Vernie, they want you back out. I, I must be kicked out. I left my crease. I got in a fight. Come on. I got to be kicked out of the game. Uh, no, you're not. So I went back to play, and uh, we... It, it, it was just bizarre. It, that must have fired our team up, that whole incident. And the guys, I don't think I had a shot on that for the rest of the game. <laughs> and we came back and won that 6-5. And I did not realize this until after the game, the trainer comes up to me and hands me the puck. He goes, I go, what's that for? That's your 300th victory. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> I didn't even know because I'm not a stat guy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a yeah. big stat guy. I look at my goals against and yep. save percentage. That's it, like type thing. But I didn't even realize that. So that is why that game sticks hmm. out to me probably the most. Steve Shields <laughs> would have known it was his 300th win. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely would have known it's his 300 win. Uh, Vernie, just real quick, have you talked to Patrick about that fight since? No. No, because I feel like he seems like a guy who would hold a grudge. Yeah, I don't. You know, <laughs> Patrick's a little different guy. Yeah. Beats to his own drum. Yeah. Uh, a great goaltender. Oh, yeah. Uh, that whole incident in the cafeteria or the little uh, breakfast spot years ago when he called me over and we just chatted. And uh, that was interesting, but. He wanted to. He wanted. Bernie, he like we, hear we're all story? looking about that. Yeah, like we're all puzzled right now. You got to tell us. Like, oh, you and guys, we're gonna go I long here. Sorry, story. Okay, yeah, we're supposed sorry. to be on a nine. We're going long. We got yep. Mike Vernon in okay. the studio. We got nothing coming up. You just I'll go, relax. I'll do the quick story, story of this. No, no, no. It's okay. Just take your time. So, uh, I got traded to Detroit. We're Montreal and Detroit are playing morning skate. I go to this little breakfast uh, spot across the street. Uh, I'm standing there. I'm by myself. He sees me and he's by himself. Vernon, come here, come here. He waves me over and I'm like, ah, I don't really want to talk to Patrick right now. <laughs> <laughs> we play them tonight. I don't know. I sit down and he goes, you know, 
I want to retire. I, I I've had it with these fans, the media, everything else. I'm going to retire, and and I looked at them and I'm going, okay, I get it. You're a hometown boy. I was a hometown boy. I know what you're going through. Look at, just get traded. I'm in Detroit now. It's great, and things like that. And then I think that whatever we go on that night, we beat them nine one. Oh, I remember that. And uh, Mario uh, Trombley was the coach. Like, he left him in for all nine. He goes to the bench right. and he walks by Trombley and gives him a look. Yep. And then that's when there was no glass in behind. And Wrong the president Corey Corey's right there. Yep. And I just can only imagine what he said to him. I'll never play another game, just trade me or something. So, and then he went and sat back. And that was four days later. He was traded okay. to Colorado. Yeah. Okay, um, so Mike, thanks for telling that story. I grew up a diehard Patrick Waugh and Habs fan. Uh, number one, thanks for breaking my Sorry heart. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah, thanks for breaking my heart in 1989, number one. Number two, I cried the day Patrick Waugh got traded. And now that I've realized that uh, you're maybe part of the reason why he left Montreal, I think that's all the time we have for you today. Mike, might, might have planned thanks to see you there, in the right? studio. Yeah. Thanks for joining us in the oh. studio, Bernie. Get the hell out. I'm just kidding. Oh, hold it here. Yeah. Well, you, be, you must thank Jamie McCowan then. Yeah, well. In 86, because we yeah. drop it in overtime, and well, next I, thing you know, they're coming down on me on a two-on-one yeah. <laughs> and Scrooge scores. And yeah. I'm like, where did the defenseman go? McCown's yeah. <laughs> at the far blue line. I was like, what is going on here? Awesome yeah. stuff. Uh, <laughs> Stanley Cup champion, Mike Vernon. Got to ask you, to, again, we're going to go long. This is, this is a lot of fun. We don't get a chance to talk to someone like you in studio uh, that often. Um, when did you switch buckets? Because your your helmet with the flames, legendary. The old cage, the helmet. Oh. When did you decide, like, you know what, guys are starting to shoot a little harder. Maybe this isn't the safest piece of equipment. When did you decide to change your mask? Well, that was easy. We're morning skate in Edmonton. Uh, Terry Chris was the coach. He had this drill. Yeah, let's warm up the goalies with a two on o. <laughs> I <laughs> like, hated that what? one. So dumb. Oh my yeah. god. Two on O's? <laughs> two on O's. Okay. Yeah. So two on O and I go across and New and I just kinda one times it. And I tried to duck to have the thing go over my head and caught me square in the forehead. Uh it was a pressure cut. I was cut for thirty four stitches. Oh, oh my goodness. And I, I was that. out for a week. And uh yeah, and then I said, okay, I got to change my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Swap that was it. That was an easy decision. No kidding. I remember that, too, because my playing minor hockey, I had a two-piece helmet as well. And the second that you got smoked in the head, I was like, I went to my dad, like, I need a one-piece. He's like, yeah, you're, not, you're, my, my you're, you're not getting one. Um, Brent, uh, the Cobra uh, <laughs> over here, has told us a story uh, to us. Um, you were his roommate when he was a rookie. Now, what are your recollections of a of a tall... Handsome, first skinny, round draft pick. Skinny, svelte. Right? Yep. Winkler, Manitoba. Did you ever hear the quote he said about Rick DiPietro, too, during the draft? No. Uh, why don't you tell him the quote you said? Yeah, I don't even remember saying this, but it's on record as saying, I heard Rick DiPietro can play the puck, but can he stop it? Is That's what, what I said. said. That's an 18 year old. Just the guy idiot. gets a 15 year contract. Yeah, we got yeah. 60 million he 15 years. Cool thing very personally. Yeah. He looked down at DPF and said, Hey, I hear this guy can play the puck, but can he stop it? <laughs> <laughs> where, where did that arrogance come I from? Know. I don't know. I don't so, know. So, Mike Vernon, Hall of Famer, Stanley Cup champion, what do you remember about rooming with the Cobra? 
I uh, no recollection. <laughs> Zero. Zero. I and I ter- want to keep it that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was terrified to even come shake your hand. I really? love it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little guy. You're, you're, I know, but I grew up watching you, right? It's like, this is, I remember calling my dad and saying, like, they got me rooming with Mike Vernon. Like, he's like, what? That's crazy. Don't do anything stupid. And just like pick his brain, talk to him as much yep. as you possibly can. And uh, hopefully I did talk to you. You did. I well, you gave that. me the time. You drove, you drove me to fitness testing. We drove over in your old Grand Cherokee that you had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We over there. You crushed it like it was no big deal. I couldn't even lift my feet. I was oh, so terrified. That's the worst thing ever, that testing. I was, honest to God, I was done for three days after, four days after. Yeah. What, what was your summer regimen? Banana splits? <laughs> no. <laughs> Believe it or not, I used to work out. <laughs> yeah. You're in good shape still. Yeah. You're in good uh, shape. Not, not really. But anyway, I used to... Uh, do whatever they asked me to. Pierre Paget, when I first started, handed out a little book, and I did it. I used to run River Park, and then in between, there was all these telephone poles, and I used to sprint every other one of them. Mm-hmm. So I used to do my workouts. Yeah. And thing. I never had 500 push-ups and sit-ups <laughs> like Jamie Hislop, but yeah. I was in decent shape. VO2, one year, I was 60, 62 or something like that. Gary Suter was ahead of me, and I'd Badger Bob says, oh, that's a world-class athlete. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, but I just yeah. stand there. Yeah. I, I remember Jamie Hislop in the dressing room doing the prison workout where he'd basically turn the bike and stare at the wall and pedal for an hour, oh. and the man's still jacked today. I know guys that used to take the bike, put it in the sauna. Yep. Like Neil Sheehy and ride just to lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) Just to cut down before camp. What was going through your mind that glove save you made when you slid into the net? I think it was on Stan Smeal. Oh, yeah. Thank God it was Stan Smeal. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, You know what? You don't think. You just, I, I really just, you just react. I mean, everybody talks about that save, but I think the Petri Squeaker one was good. Probably better, more difficult, and then even Tony Tanti. Yeah, he picked the top corner, and I got my glove on it. But it's, you know, it's unreal. They got those scoring chances, and then we go down the other end, and one goes off Otto's big toe <laughs> into the net. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how that works out? Like all those saves, and then all of a sudden, that eventually leads to a Stanley Cup championship. I want to ask you about the uh, the puck that went in on you in overtime against the Kings in 90. What was going through <coughs> your head when that thing was just floating? Floating over my head? Yeah, and you're like, you're like oh, please. Like, what oh, was yeah. going through your head there? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was just hopeless. I was, it was helpless. Like, I was just, I was down, and this thing flutters the slow motion <laughs> thing, and it's like read the it. slow death, and... <laughs> Made in Czechoslovakia, made in Czechoslovakia, <laughs> plop into the mat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the labeling, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, we saw Dennis Gilbert do a good job of clearing out the net, and I know that you had some some teammates that could handle the task. Do you have any any favorites? Do you have like a Chris Tanev to Jacob Markstrom, anyone that stands out from your time? Maybe at the Flames specifically? Well, Rob Ramage was good. I To this day, I... I don't know why we traded him after the playoff run and we won the Stanley Cup, but he was a big man. He played penalty kill, power play, regular shift. Uh, He was a specimen. He was a great leader, um, great human being. And uh, 
Brad Mar or Brad McCrimmon too. Mm. He, the Beast, we called him. I mean, I remember one time he got a cross check in front of the net, and he looked at me and he pulled his glove off. He had to push his nose up oh. because it oh. kind of ripped right across. He, I think he went in and had twenty some odd stitches to put it back together, and he was back on the ice within like eight minutes. <laughs> you talk about tough, okay. right? And he was, and he was. This guy was really tricky with his stick. Guys would try to go around him, and he would get his stick and push it to their hip, mm. right? Knock just the hip push out. push the hip, just a little nudge, just to slow him down a yeah. bit. Uh, but it was, back in those days, it was a bit of a war. Like, there was a lot of stick work out there, and uh, a lot of stuff happened behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah. So, which was, you know... It was interesting, and I saw a lot of it. <laughs> you know, and you know, Jamie McCowan, as scrawny and wiry as he was, they, he was he probably had one of the best fights with uh, Delorme against Vancouver. Oh, if you yeah. ever watch that? It was a long one too, and they went toe to toe. Oh yeah, I've seen that. That's like cool. it's crazy. What uh, what was it like having Al McKinnis slap shot to practice against? Did he ever shoot it on you? Yeah, or, or, yeah. Al was good. Him and I got drafted the same year, so we're kind of knew each other a bit and things like that. And he wouldn't really unleash it at me, but <laughs> the, the poor backup goaltender. Oh, just get it. Oh, stop. It would just be, oh my God. The poor kid. <laughs> Trying to put it through him. Yeah. Oh, it, uh, it wasn't pleasant some days, no. but the, the one thing about Al, he was very accurate with his shot. Yeah. He knew where it was going all the time. I remember we were, I was in Detroit. I was with the Red Wings and, he was with St. Louis, and I don't know how this happened. He had a breakaway. <laughs> and Jamie McCown wasn't playing for the Red okay, Wings, but right. I didn't understand why. So he had a breakaway, and I'm like, okay, he's just going to fire this thing, and I'm ready for that. He, he goes to a backhand deke. <laughs> if you saw his stick, it's like it's like a wet, like you, you, you can't do it. Yeah. And after the game, I looked at him and I'm like, what the, what was that about? <laughs> he goes, I knew you were thinking shot all the time. And I, was, I thought I'd catch you off guard. And I did. <laughs> you did all right. Uh, You're buying the beer. <laughs> that's uh, incredible stuff. Uh, Mike, we could talk to you all day. Uh, unfortunately, sure. we got kind of got to run, but we got, we got a little bit of business. Okay. We got to attend to. Uh, we have a 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of our good friends at Wild Rose Brewery. We open an on-air uh, advent calendar. We've been asking our text line, uh, Mike Vernon's in the Hall of Fame like I'm in the Hall of Fame for blank. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to play some text messages uh, from our okay. listeners, and you're going to pick the best one. And that's going to be the winner. Usually we do this to Kron and he starts to sweat and he gets all, <laughs> the Cobra starts to sweat. Do yeah. Cobra sweat? Uh, yeah. He starts to sweat. He's like, I don't know who to pick as the winner. We're going to play some text messages for you with okay. our text reading robot, Texty McTexerson. It's a very professional radio show here, Mike. All right. So uh, you ready for some text messages from sure. our listeners? All right. Fire up Texty. Peter from Bridgeland. Mike Vernon is in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame Hollandaise Sauce Magic. I keep the excess in the fridge as a spread for toast, bagels, grilled cheese. So good. Okay, very good. Hollandaise sauce. Nice, yeah, very right. good. Yeah. Are you a fan of hollandaise sauce? Uh, I yeah, I like eggs Benedict. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's all right. All right. The Hall of Fame of hollandaise sauce. Say that three times fast. All yeah. right. Next. Anthony in Mission. I'm in the Hall of Fame for putting up my own Christmas lights. <laughs> Do you put up your own Christmas lights? Callback. Uh. Well, I, I used to. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Keep them rolling. DW in Traku. Mike Vernon is in the Hall of Fame, like I'm in the Hall of Fame of abusing my liver with cheap beer. No. Because oh. that's what God gave me two livers for. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not a beer drinker. No. What's no. your What's your choice there? I'd wine, rather you have wine, a wine guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A mm. Red, white, cab guy, Napa uh, Valley. Red. Okay. I'm more of a red guy. Okay. All right. A lot of hockey players are like that. I've seen this guy pound some red wine back. <laughs> He's, no. got, he's got <laughs> Vernie. Vernie. He has. A, he definitely has a, a very advanced palate. Yeah, I get that purple mouth guard in too. Yeah. 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 It's just that's, super purple. That's always <laughs> nice. Eh? The 10 a.m. starts. Have you really been drinking? No, 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 not at all. Gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Little smiley. Face. All right, all right. Do we? We got a good one, right? Do we pick a good one here? Because so far, Kevin it's in Calgary. Right. I'm in the Hall of Fame for silent auction buys while having too many cocktails signed my Mike Smith poster and my Young Guns poster. Gotta love a good silent auction. Item. So far, I think we're all for four right now, Vernie. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, I'm, I'm not, not feeling. All right, let's get a good one here. Let's go. Jamie in Airdrie. Vernie is in the Hall of Fame for kicking ass. Go Red Wings. I'm in the Hall of Fame for signaling while merging onto Deerfoot at a proper speed. <laughs> okay. I think that's important. That is very important. I think that's important. How many more we got? Uh, we got four more. Do we got a good one? I didn't pick. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So far, Jamie and Airdrie's probably the best one with the signaling. Yeah. So All right. Hit it. Jeremy in Calgary. I would be in the Hall of Fame for falling asleep. Okay, passing out. Waking up to people banging on the stall door cause I was snoring so loud two years in a row at a bone spiel in Hope, B.C. Oh, a bone spiel. Yeah, bone Do spiel. Do you love a good bone spiel? You ever curl? No. Bernie? Never did. Oh. Mm. My parents did. I never did. You a curler ever? I pulled my groin. I curled once. I pulled my groin. Okay. And I <laughs> All right. I've got, have you ever golfed with him, Bernie? Uh, I don't know. If no, we, I've seen we've been at golf, golf tournaments yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. should. He can't bend over. It's quite the scene. <laughs> it's well, I've he, seen him do the splits. Yeah, yeah. Bend over. Can't bend the knee. Yeah, yeah he can't bend I, the knee. Yeah, For, you've never seen anybody put a peg in the ground with their knees completely locked yeah. straight. That's Brent Cron. It's gross. You got to wash your eyes off yeah. after you're done. So yeah. now what do you do? Just go down to the splits, <laughs> tee it up, and bounce back up. Yeah, right back up like it's nothing. Because <laughs> you're that nimble. I am. Well, All right, let's get some more. Let's get a good one. Kelly in Copperfield. I'm in the Hall of Fame for continually racking up my husband's visa buying sports memorabilia. Okay. The best part is that it's all for me. He doesn't watch sports. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Well, all right. How many more do we got here? Two? Please. Two, please. Two more. Okay, okay, please a good one. Cam in Calgary. I would like to give you my Hall of Fame answer, but I'm a terrible procrastinator. <laughs> Alright. Next. <laughs> Paul in Chestermere. I'm in the Hall of Fame for making plans in advance and then canceling them a few days before. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? That was Paul. Okay, oh, Paul, congratulations. I'm down to executive decision. Yeah. I can't hear any more of these. Paul, congratulations. Uh, you win uh, day seven of our uh, Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, GVP, open the on-air advent calendar, please. It's a Wild Rose Brewery hoodie. Oh, a hoodie. Nice. Oh, that's not bad. Nice. Wild Rose Brewery has been serving up premium craft beer to Albertans since 1996. Whether you're looking for a finely tuned craft lager or a robust porter, they've got something for everyone. Find them around Alberta and at their tap room in the Curry Barracks. Real quick, Vernie, before we go, we appreciate your time. Um, Vegas was in the league when you played in the league. 
would that have been bad news for you if Las Vegas was in the NHL when you played in the show? Uh, only if we had to overnight. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, real quick. Nowadays, they fly out after the uh, game. Most underrated, most underrated city in the NHL when you played. Most underrated. Yeah, because we know New York, all the big Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Most best underrated city that you liked on the road. Quebec. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Great what? Italian restaurant there, <laughs> and the bar stayed open late. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sure did. Worst city. Worst? Yeah. Hartford? Oh, oh yeah, that's got to be up there. Yeah. That's probably it. Hartford? Because everything shuts down. Yeah. Everybody goes home. That's the insurance capital. And, and the arena St. was Louis. in a mall, right? Yeah. Essentially? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. But it had a great song, though, didn't it? The theme song? Oh, yeah. The Brass Bonanza? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Come on, Prod. Let's go. <laughs> immediately. Just say immediately to him, Bertie. Immediately. immediately. There you go. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, this has been terrific. Uh, do you want to sign uh, Kron's jersey on air, or do you want to do it after? And we'll take a video of it. Oh, yeah, we'll, like, wow. we'll take a video of it. We'll video. post it on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think Kron could fit that if he put, if he tries to wear it? Uh, <laughs> Maybe over his head. Maybe I, his big toe. <laughs> I tried it on last night, and I couldn't fit my arm through here. And then I, I stretched out the number, but it still says 30, and it still there says Vernon on the back. Uh, <laughs> Hockey Hall of Famer, Mike Vernon, terrific stuff. Oh, wow. Blind him out to that. Uh, Cobro, you'll be back tomorrow breaking I down will. the uh, Golden Knights and Flames tonight. That's it for us. What do you got coming up at Mucho Big Show? Uh, we'll talk a little Flames. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hell sure. Yeah. 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 We'll talk flames and <laughs> Whatever. throw away the text line today. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vernon, terrific stuff. Thanks for this, pal. Great. Anytime. All right. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon on the podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow. Have a terrific day. Enjoy the game tonight. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.